JT Smith back again from the front office news for another podcast. I have a special guest with me from Atlanta, in the Atlanta area. You know, the Bearcats are about to take on the Georgia Bulldogs on Friday um, and the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. And I have Anthony Patterson of the Atlanta Voice with me today. So, Anthony, how are you doing today? Man, Feeling good, man. Feeling good. Football is in the air. Uh, we're leaving 2020. Um, you know, I'm a little excited. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, not we got some, Yeah, we got some vaccines in the building. Hopefully that uh <laughs> get everything together, you know. <laughs> get start living kind of semi-normal soon, I hope. We'll see. No, <laughs> but, hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully, you know, you gotta pray on it, you know what I'm saying? But uh everybody wear your mask, y'all wear your mask, but uh yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, man, we got we got Mr. Mr. Patterson in the building with me. Um, technically not in the building, but you know what I mean, everybody. Uh, on the podcast, we're gonna talk about the Georgia Bulldogs. He's gonna be my expert, and you guys is expert for Friday's game. So I'm gonna ask him a few things, and I know you're probably not gonna like the answers because everybody's a Bearcat Nation up this way. But at the end of the day, we must know our enemy. You know what I'm saying? So you must know your enemy. But uh, so how, how has it been covering you know the, you know Georgia this year? You know I know it. They they had this is a team that had a lot of expectations to be one of these Final Four teams this year, and uh, you know they're playing the Bearcats, which is you know still not a bad consolation prize in a Peach Bowl, but for a team with this pedigree, you know they they were definitely a Final Four type caliber team coming into the season. So yeah, man. Um... You know, I'm I'm 24. I've been a Bulldogs fan my whole life, so you know, I'm kind of used to that Georgia disappointment with a lot of teams. <laughs> uh, had to not be a Falcons fan no more. Been a Jets fan since like 2010 because of that mess. Oh man! <laughs> but um, that's oh yeah, I know man, it's kind of a... it's kind of even worse being that. But man, it's, you... it's, it's whatever. Man, at least y'all got Julio down there, man. The Jets, man. Yeah, I mean, you're you not know, enjoying Julio. Not... You know, I, I, I want my I want the Falcons to be successful, man. Uh, but you know, but like I said, I'm a Georgia Bulldogs fan, been one for a minute. Um, you know, we haven't won since nineteen eighty. Everybody talks about it. It's tough, especially this season. Um, of course, expectation with Curry Smart coming in, championship of bus, high expectations, yeah, higher winning mentality versus Mark Ritt being there. Um and of course, it's a it's a little bit of a letdown season because you know you lose to Alabama. Nick Saban kind of owns the SEC, and Curry Smart, you know, yeah. just call it what it is. Um, and you lose to Florida, your in-state rival, bad, which is tough. Um, but just dealing with COVID, dealing with the quarterback situation, dealing with um, injuries on defense. Again, I'm not making excuses. Coach is not gonna make excuses. Um, they just weren't able to get it done this year. Hmm. But, um, you know, just for them to be in the New Year's Bowl, to finish out the season strong, to get their offense going, which was a concern because we had yeah. a quarterback yeah. situation with offense. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's definitely great to be in this position. Um, you know, you still have to come in, Curtis Marr and the staff are just finishing out the season strong. And if they're able to pull this win off on uh, Saturday, which a lot of Bulldog fans – Kind of expect, even though for the most I, I part. I know y'all. I know y'all expect. It. That's why. That's why I, I tabbed you on this. I know a lot of <laughs> Georgia Bulldogs fans 
are like, who's this team Cincinnati? You know what I mean? Like everybody knows Ohio. They think Ohio State, which is a top tier team. Will not I, I won't I will not diss the bear. I mean the Buckeyes personally. Uh, no, I will. I mean y'all play more games than them, so you that's know. true. That's you true. know. You know. Yeah. That's true. Case, y'all. In Notre Dame, in Notre Dame got smoked in, in the rematch. So that's twenty one. You know, twenty one. You passed the sticks in twenty one game. Yeah. You know, what y'all I'm could possibly so. run the state of Ohio right now. I mean, it, it's crazy. It could possibly, it could possibly. That is true. That is true. But uh, but a lot of people with this thing with a stepchild. You know, who's the Cincinnati team? But uh, just you know, fickle. I don't know. You, you know, you, you just like your lifelong Bulldogs. You know, fan. You know, I've covered the Bearcats for. Six years, uh, you know, living in Cincinnati for a long, long time, and uh, this this team is like probably the best team the Bearcats have had at least since the Big East days, and because they've been getting so many, yeah, I, could, I could get with that. I and it's not that. even like like even if you take your step, like I take a step back when I try to talk about certain team, talk about teams I like or I cover, just because to, to be fair about it, you know, like sometimes you can get fandom. And it can cloud your judgment and you talk crazy and everybody's like, all right, dude, you talk, you sound crazy. But um, but just the recruits the Bearcats have been getting lately, it's a lot of guys that may have had offers to Georgia or you know, LSU or Ohio State, where back in the day, kids that came to the, you know, came to Clifton, aka Cincinnati, they weren't getting those offers. They were like guys you had to develop. Now, I mean. They're getting every year. It's like, oh, it's a new highest recruit for defense or a new highest recruit for offense. So it's like Fickle, he's brought that Ohio State mentality to him. So everybody's thinking, like, oh, it's just a little Cincinnati, but they got some real ballers on the team. So I feel like if people, I think the fans, I don't think, I don't think Kirby Smart's going to take them lightly, but I think the fans, if they take them lightly, they're going to be, going to be up for, you know, a rude awakening. Even if the, even if Georgia do, does win, I think they're going to be like, man, this Cincinnati team, I, I can I can dig it. You know what I mean? Like I can respect them, even if they do lose. But I think the Bearcats will have a chance, man. So just don't. I'm telling you, man. Watch the game. You gonna I think you're gonna be impressed. Win or lose, you're gonna be impressed. That's what I'm. That's what I'm gonna say. I don't. Make, I'm not gonna make. A, we'll make prediction at the end, though. But um, okay. you guys, his quarterback position. So like, was it was it the kid Bennett? Wasn't he the starter at first? I know it was like DeJuan yeah, Mathis. So, and, so let, let's just let's just break it down because I had to break this down in my um. 2020 season recap okay. that I wrote for the boys, so it may be out soon. All right. Um, coming cool. to the season, we had the Wake Forest transfer and Jamie Newman. Okay. Um, you know, he's supposed to be a big boost, star position for a quarterback. Yeah. Dual threat quarterback can make some beautiful dimes. Yeah. Um, was, you know, could run as well. Opted out for the season because of COVID. Yeah. Then you had JT Daniels versus Dewan Mathis. Mathis, a guy that's been there, um, he set out for injury because he had an emergency surgery. Yeah. So, you know, many people wonder, like, was it Mathis? And was it um, – or was it Daniels that's going to start the game yeah. uh, against Arkansas? So, yeah. But for the most part, um, people like myself knew that Daniels was not health, fully healthy. So, it would be a couple of games before he could get his chance. Yeah. So, Mathis would be the guy. All of that I'm saying is because Desmond Bennett was literally never <laughs> talked never, about. Never, I never I, anything I read, I never seen it. And I was like, "Who's this dude?" Like, like the only like I knew was Desmond Bennett being the backup to Jake Fromm, but okay. literally the only th- time I see him play was in garbage time, and 
literally last year versus LSU in the SEC championship okay. game where he came in for one play and almost threw a pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, was- um, I mean, look, you got that quarterback situation. Um, he played good for the first three games. Yeah. Um, we was like, okay, we got somebody. But when we play Alabama, he had a terrible performance. So, like, yeah. okay, no need yeah. to jump the gun. But I think the Florida game is kind of when everything hit his breaking point because, you know, you had – he was he, he started off great, but the injury he just wasn't able to be effective on offense. Um, and then we had injuries on defense. Yeah. Florida is a team we beat the last what three years, so they were really starving for this win yeah. this year. Um, you know, it was it's just one of those things. Um, and then you know, as crazy as that Florida game was, we had chances to come back and yeah. actually tie or make it a game, but. We didn't have a quarterback to make those plays or throws when For needed. Sure. So. Yeah, I definitely. I know, like the Alabama game, I watched it, watched them. I forgot what game I watched them before, and I was like, "Yeah, I was like, he something's gonna happen." I'm like, "They're not gonna be able to hide them against Alabama." You know, the, I think the, it was the, the Tennessee game. Yeah, Tennessee. That was it. I saw the Tennessee game, and I was like, "I don't know. I could, I could get behind his story because you know somebody actually don't expect you know." the way he got the scholarship and stuff like that, like, you could root for that. Yeah. That's cool, you know? <laughs> like, but when I started seeing him play, I'm like, nah, nah, he ain't, he ain't. We know with Georgia, I think of, like, blue chip guys. Even Fromm was a blue chip guy coming in oh. where you start seeing, like, ah, he's okay, but he's, to me, I mean, but he's, I mean, he was, you could tell, like, all right, in the next level, he'd probably be, like, a game manager. But, like, in college, right, like, hey, right. he's solid. He's a good quarterback, you know? A person, you you understand why he, you know, he's at where he's at. Um, but when I saw the Bennett kid, I was like, uh, you know, like, okay, all right, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what they selling to me. All right. All right. I, I don't buy it, but I, I'm, I'm with, I'm with the story. Um, but then I was like, where JT Daniels? And I heard about the injury. And then I was like, man, Mathis, I knew about Mathis. Cause you know, he committed to Ohio state, him and Phil's did the flip essentially, you know, like the unofficial trade, you know what I mean? Like, so he comes down, Fields goes, Fields goes up, and then like when I'm watching Fields, I was like, man, they let they ain't let Fields play over, over from oh, you know, don't remind me, don't remind me, oh yeah. So like now I'm like y'all in this position because y'all didn't, I mean, y'all ain't let let them play, but uh, then it, then the slur, you know, but we ain't gonna get into that. But uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So he got he got a free ticket to come up north. And Ohio State fans is ecstatic that he's here for sure. But uh, Man, but the Bennett is. thing. But JT Daniels was pretty decent at USC though. Like I'm not going, and I'm not even a big West Coast football. I mean, I, I like watching it, but like they're like SEC football. Is like I, I like I love watching it because how physical and how athletic right. they are. You know, West Coast footballs, they're athletic, but they're not as physical as, you know, as a down south slash Midwest to me personally. Um, but we won't bash the West Coast. I love the West Coast. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but he was all right out there. So I'm like, man, what? But then he got hurt and then the other kid came in and was legit. So it was a wrap for him. You know how it goes. Um, but just this. Uh, but I was watching you guys quarterback play and I was like, man, it's. This is rough. I've never seen Georgia at this this bad at QB ever. I can think like even when y'all had like DJ Shockley and all them, like y'all had some dogs. Like you know, that's you know y'all had y'all kept y'all kept a solid quarterback. I always knew that. Like decent, 
even dude, what was my man that I was the dude, Aaron Murray? He was solid. I liked him. He was all right. I, you know, I liked Aaron Murray. He was cool, like you know what I'm saying? He wasn't like a world beater, but he was a good quarterback where the Bennett dude, yeah, he, I was he, like, he, he, like, you know what I'm saying? So he was solid. Stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh but like with this, I will say though, with JT Daniels, um, I, I did watch a little bit of film on I'm like, okay, he has a good arm. He can yeah. stretch the offense, something the Bulldogs, you know, of course, needed. Um, yeah. I was just worried about how that transfer over because I always, I guess my mind says, I wonder how it would be for a quarterback to transfer over to SEC or to a different style of play where he's seeing different types of defenders. Not yeah. saying that, you know, well, not saying that the I, SEC is just, you know, top-notch cream of the crop, even though I may believe that to him. No, nah, I mean, honestly, but, you know, like, it's different. It's like, I'm not different, you know? Yeah, I'm not even... I didn't know And don't even... Um, don't short the SEC, like, like... Like, being up north, like, we have to, like, have that SEC, like, hate SEC chip on our shoulders because that's what we got to do because you guys, at the end of the day, you guys have been where everybody wants to go, you know? So, like, hey, it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, you look at the numbers, however you look at it, SEC is one more than, you know, other conferences right now. So, like, you you got to take it. You got to take it. I mean, that's where a lot of people are building their brands or their programs to get to. Like, all right, can we play with SEC team? Yeah, if you can, the majority of them, like, you know, you got 16 in there now, 14 teams roughly. You could play with 10 or you know, 10 of the 16, and, hey, you got a good team or vice versa. Everybody's right. kind of building on SEC. So, like, hey, man, don't – don't. yeah, you got to you gotta kind of wear the crown, man. You guys guys kind of have it. I mean, because it's, it's only yeah, a sprinkle. And, I mean, I mean, like, I literally say this all the time, like, you know, how would a quarterback respond when he sees a guy that's maybe 250, 270-plus defensive lineman, probably six – it's five, six, seven that can run a four, four, yeah. four, five, or just as True. fast as him. Yeah, yeah. Down. Like what? You know how, how would he be able to adjust? How do you, are you adjust when you know you're hit? You're getting hit a lot in games. Yeah. Um, that was my main concern. Yeah, just with the you know coming over and stuff. Yeah, but he's definitely panned out very well. Um, you know he he's exactly what we needed. He was just a little bit too late because of course. He had the injury and yeah. fully healthy, which um, his parents and everything was glad how UGA handled that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's the great thing about Georgia this season that they were able to have playmakers. They just didn't have the most important position. Yeah. Quarterback. So, like, the, to bounce off that, so, like, for the UC fans that haven't watched Georgia as, as tightly as they should or didn't expect to play Georgia at the end of the season – who are the playmakers now that you guys have the trigger man that, hey, that they need to be like, hey, watch out for this running back or this tight end or these couple receivers? Because, you know, I mean, SEC Nation I mean, breeds speed. So, <laughs> I mean, if we're, if we're, just, if we're just going with wide receiver. Um, of course, you have to start with George Dickens. Um, his numbers kind of are here and there because okay. of everything going on this season. I mean, you have a Georgia team that's kind of – you know, traditional Georgia team, they want to run the football yeah, and then pass. But now it's kind of a little bit of mix, but they still want to run. Okay. Uh, George Pickens is definitely a receiver you need to look out for. A very physical, big, tall receiver can get open. 
Um, if you're talking running backs, especially one that could become a great receiver, um, James Cook. Um, yeah. If you haven't seen film on him, he's definitely one of those guys that can give defenses nightmares because you have everything covered, and then um, you he'll break loose for a bit play. So then, yeah, you gotta worry about him in the backfield when he's there. Um, of course, if we're talking, what's his name? What's his name? Good Lord. What's his name? But um, I would say those I would say those are the main two players you definitely yeah. need to know about in case you don't. Um, actually, I just remember his name. Jermaine Burton. Uh, he's a good playmaker as well. When we call certain plays or call his number, he's one of those guys that creates explosive plays for Georgia, uh, yeah. whether it's a jet sweep, reverse, or anything – a little bit odd or tricky. Like, you need to know where he's at on the field. So. Okay, cool, cool. So, I'm looking forward to this Pickens-Gardner matchup. And <laughs> have you have you done any research on on Sauce Gardner? A little bit, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, man, you got to check him out, man. I'm telling I'm you. I'm not lying, y'all. Y'all looking a little nice. Hey, look, all right, man. It's going to be, like I said, it's going to be an intriguing matchup. Yeah. Um, you know, because I think – I think the main thing for that is that for Georgia's for if you can make the Bulldogs one dimensional, basically, meaning okay. if you can somehow stop the run game or contain the run yeah. game, or force the coaches to just say we're just gonna pass more than okay. we're gonna run, that puts you in a great position to win okay. football. Okay. True, true. If you can make any team one dimensional, especially not, I mean, where they have to pass. Per se, you know, if you're running on the game, that's not good. If they're getting pocket right. yards, that means you're just physically dominating them, which you know right. they don't so, want that to happen. Nobody wants that to happen, right? Um, <laughs> exactly. So if you can make them one-dimensional, okay. literally passing, that okay. makes you better because even though we have JT Daniels and playmakers on offense, yeah. you're making them do something different. Okay, basically. makes sense. That makes sense. So like um, on the defensive side of the ball, you know. Um, I know, like the big man. He they said he wasn't gonna play, and now he's playing. And he spoke today. Was it Davis? Um, yes, Jordan Davis, Davis. Davis. So Jordan and that was a huge boost for you guys. But just um, do you think the people that are not gonna play this, that are saying they're gonna be out for sure, is it gonna hurt the defense more or the offense side of the ball more? Which one? Now I'm going to be totally honest with you. I think um, Eric Stokes opting out is yeah. definitely. Um, I think that more. I think it's more hurt on the defensive side of the ball, okay. just because even though Kirby Smart is a defensive head coach and he prides himself on the defense, yeah. Eric Stokes to me is one of the most. He's definitely one of the best cornerbacks on the team, but he's definitely one of the most disciplined, the one with the most technique. Mm. And I think a lot of teams, I think a lot of teams rather go to Campbell than they okay. would to Stokes. Okay. They kind of know those just kind of ground and rooted differently. So I think him being out would be um, a huge blow for the Bulldogs. Okay. I think they're definitely going to go to his side. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I think they're definitely going to try his side, um, okay. whoever's going to be there, um, or Campbell for the most okay. part, because the thing with Tyson Campbell is that uh, he's a great uh, cornerback, one of the best. Um, but the thing is, he does get beat a lot. Sometimes okay. he has trouble with his okay. footwork and catching mm. back up and plays and panicking a lot if mm. you go deep. So 
that's one of the great things about Cincinnati's offense versus UGA defense. If they are able to give defensive bats like the problems, it can bowl well for Cincinnati. Mm. And I think I'm pretty sure Kirby Smart is a bit, is concerned about that. Like, yeah. look, it's not. I don't think he's taking these. I don't think he's taking Cincy lightly at all. Okay, that makes yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I know that everybody said Stokes. I was like, I knew he was. Everybody touted him as the best cornerback, so I wanted to hear that. So I want to definitely hear that and see where you felt on that one for sure. Because um, that's that's one thing I think, you know, Cincinnati will have a chance, you know, to, like you said, to make those big plays. And if they can, they'll have a chance. Can, uh, you know, can't get into a rock fight, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, Georgia is, you know, they, if this is just a rock fight where it's just three yards in a cloud of dust, that's, that's a Georgia game. It's going to be easier. You know, and, le- you and let me also say too, like this is again. I think this Georgia team and Kirby Smart yeah. team is learning, is knowing and learning that the game is changing. So he's learning that okay, you can have a great defense, but with the game predicated more to offenses benefiting, receivers benefiting, yeah, more, it's kind of hard to shut down the offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to take risks. And he even spoke about this in the press conference today. So um again, with your with your team, with your team, I would say your main strength is your offense. If you're able to give this defense fits, it yeah. definitely changes the dynamic yeah. because now the Bulldogs have to score points, they have to keep up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's crazy because like it's, it's Eric keeps coming up like Cincinnati is very well-rounded so like at the beginning of the season I knew this team was going to be very very good I didn't know eh, the mm-hmm. game that we had a game against SMU when they were ranked like 16 and we yep. went on the road and we smacked them well, Cincinnati smacked them and that's when I was like everything I thought was like that game showed me like oh yeah yeah they're real but because like the thing is that team was known to pass the ball around a yard, pass around a yard. I think they held them like 200 yards under their like normal total. And I know like UGA is, is SEC, but at the same time, I just know like this team is built differently because they're built with a lot of kids that could have had a chance to go to play at that certain level. It might have been like, all right, the kid might have been 10 pounds too light where they're like, all right, maybe you're not the top priority but you're a next priority kid. You know how it goes. Um, but so you're right, I, of course. So now you like, all right, you got now you got this kid with a chip on his shoulder. Hey, maybe I feel like the coach didn't give me as much love when I came there. So I'm about to show him, you know, like, hey, I'm the kid that you didn't, you know, show that much love to or whatever. But the whole staff plays with that that chip on their shoulder. So it's it's crazy. But um, but what I think like if if Kirby Smart's team doesn't take them lightly. If, if they take them lightly, then they're gonna it's gonna be very interesting. But I think that you see matches up with them very well, and it's like because you said like you know the corners they can be beat, you know especially without Stokes, it's a little bit easier to beat the DBs. Um, and then you said like you know you see can control the run because I don't think they'll totally stop the run because you guys always are known for having very good running backs, and right. that's just that's right. just how it goes. But if they can control the run and make you guys have to pass a little bit more, the DBs are 
good. And then we got pretty good that, you know, Cincinnati has very good, you know, pass rushers and they like to blitz sometimes. I mean, they will, if they can't get home, they'll blitz and they throw different looks. So they very exotic, but normally they're kind of base. So it's like, Hey, if you could beat our man, then we'll change it up a little bit. But, um, but they're a very physical team, like the go downhill, got some NFL guys and it's, uh, they're just physical. They're more physical than a lot of people, than a lot of people expect. So that's the one thing. Yeah. So like people were like, oh, okay, it's just Cincinnati. But it's going to be interesting, man, because like I think I don't think they're going to stop Georgia like they stopped other teams. But I think they're going to make big plays and stop them occasionally. And, you know, vice versa, Georgia, you know, stop Cincinnati. But I think if they get if they let Cincinnati get big chunk plays, it's going to I think all bets are off for people that I mean. You know, I mean, let's just call it like it is. If you're able to be explosive against uh, this Georgia defense, you're likely to have a lot of success. I mean, you have to look at even Georgia's losses, like when they lost to Alabama. Yeah. Alabama made explosive plays, 91 yeah. yard touchdown pass to Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Florida. Um, like, it's so yeah. many things. And yeah. um, we're not even, even think we're looking at it from a big player perspective. Yeah. It's, to go to an out-scheming perspective. I mean, yeah, one true. of the best coaches in Dan Mullen was able to out-scheme Georgia's defense and Kirby Smart. So, if they're able to out-scheme and find something that gives the yeah. Bulldogs problem, they will be able to be highly successful on the mm-hmm. offensive end so, and yes. make this game very, very, so, very, I, very hard. I think it's going to be interesting, man. I think it's going to be very interesting just from the opt-outs and just in general because, like, like, you know, I said it earlier – you guys were a team that was expected to possibly be in that top four, you know, quarterback play kind of hampered you guys. And then now, I mean, it's still people that are probably like, okay, this is still a good bowl, but for you guys, um, the rise that, you know, Kirby smart has helped you guys jump that hurdle where you're now like expected to be like this team, you know, you played in a national championship recently and, um, you guys are there. Like you guys are, you know, one of those of consistent teams, top 10 recruiting classes, you know? So it's like, uh, everybody that does their research knows that. So like if you watch college football, you know that. So it's like one of these things where like the S the ACE, the AAC is trying to stamp their flag too. So it's like Cincinnati's probably one of their best teams they've had in the last, I mean, they have some good teams, but I feel like Cincinnati might be the most complete team, the most deep team. So like we, it's a lot of guys that are like second string that are highly touted that can make plays when they get in there too. So normally a lot of the smaller teams, they're just, their first team is normally solid. But when you get to the second and third string, you're just like, oh, okay, this mm-hmm. is where we smack them in the mouth. Oh, no, no, they're pretty, yeah. I would say they're pretty solid. And I mean, if we're looking at this game in general, like I always, my thing is I'm thinking of it as in what, what are the implications if a Cincinnati beats a Georgia. First of all, like your coach said, and when I asked him the question yeah. about, you know, embracing the challenge of playing in the Chick-fil-A Bowl in the place where the SEC championship game is held, in place, you're basically on the road because it's Georgia's backyard. Like, oh, yeah, that's 30, 40 minutes away. If you're able to come into Mercedes-Benz Stadium and beat a Georgia team, first of all, I'm not sure how people feel about college football playoff and who should be in and whatnot, but yeah. 
that makes a strong case for you guys to say, look, we deserve to be in this year. Like, yeah, we deserve it. Two, that puts enormous pressure on Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs because some people, I mean, we have a crazy fan base, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But if Georgia somehow loses this game, a lot of people are not going to be too fond of Kirby Smart, especially with him losing to an AAC opponent in basically in the home field setting. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's more pressure than people would think. Like, I think the outside people would think it's just like, because I feel like UC is playing with house money. End of the yeah, day. they really are. Because, I mean, let, let's just face it. A lot of people think that, I mean, let's, let's face it. A lot of people are expecting Georgia to blow Cincinnati out because they're AAC team, SEC yep. team. Georgia's light years ahead. They yeah. blow them out. They get ready for next season because it's a lost cause. Yeah, yeah. And we're back to next season. If you know, if if something goes differently, especially totally different for that, we're looking at some things differently. We're probably thinking like, even though it's in 2021, technically with New Year's yeah. Day, we're like, man, 2020 was a crazy season, but a great season for Cincy. And they were able to do all of this within one season. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like that, that that just that just made things different, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, People respect the AAC, but at the same time, if y'all are able to do this, like Auburn beating you, yeah. I mean UCF beating Auburn, Auburn. and then yeah, being Georgia, yeah, that, it's it's a lot on the tape. It's a lot of tape on you know on film that says hey, you know, so yeah, like it's to advocate they deserve a fair shot. Yeah, definitely, because it's it's solid football. Like it's not terrible football at all, and just uh. I swear I talk about it with my other guy on the podcast, man. Um, a lot of the the great coaches go to the other conferences. So, like, just think, like, our AAC is this good now. But if they had their coaches, you know, like, Herman doesn't go to Texas. Uh, the dude in Miami, uh, he was at Temple. You know, like, a lot of people just get pilfered, you know. So, it's like, boom. But Fickle's kind of breaking that trend so far where he's staying and – you know that's where got Cincinnati where they're at, and it, I mean they're recruiting like like crazy here, and it's it's a different different animal right now. So, man. And, and so. I think and let me. I know, I know I'm probably I know a lot of Georgia fans are like why is he talking so much about Cincinnati and giving credit, but literally you have to give Phil a lot of credit. I mean this is a Cincinnati team that I mean players even spoke about this. This is yeah. a Cincinnati team three, four, five years ago. They were not expecting to be this type of person no. if i'm not mistaken like the asc has had teams like houston yeah ucl um memphis last year <laughs> yep like they've had they've had teams come up and it's like for him to be able to do this at, at a high level and turn this sense yeah. of team around just says volumes like yeah man just like you know i asked dokes and you know in a presser yeah um he um, you know, he was here because you know Tuberville, who's a governor in Alabama right now, which is crazy in itself. But uh, we won't get into that. But you know, when he left, they were a four-win team. I was covering the team. You know, I think that might have been his freshman year. His freshman year team, they just, I mean, second half, you knew like they were just gonna get smoked, and that's what it was. That's what it was. Um, wasn't recruiting the local area at all mm-hmm. i mean the high schools high school coaches didn't know him you know they knew who he was just because he's on tv but they didn't know him personally 
where Fickle comes in, he's just, shaking hands. Just for people out there, and just for people out there, we yeah. talk about states with great high school football. The state of Ohio is definitely what top three. Top yeah, five? top five for sure. Like, you could argue anybody top five for sure. You could argue maybe top three. I mean, flat out. I mean, I, mean, I, I feel like you probably could throw them in there to be. Yeah, honest for with sure. You. I mean, That's the numbers are back it up. You could skew the numbers either way you want to skew it, and it's it's gonna be pretty. It's gonna be top five for sure. Maybe even top three, but. It's legit. It's a rich ground. Ohio State is so good. They're national. So it's a lot of kids that don't get picked up now from Ohio State that would have got picked up 10 years ago because they're so good. So like you got seven, eight top tier kids just chilling like, hey, come get me. And then now you then you got kids that are like, hey, I'm going to be different. I'm going to go here. Let's try to do something here. Stay home. And, you know, they, they're recruiting Indiana, Illinois, Kentucky, Michigan. Um but, you know, if, I always tell this people, the people like like Iowa State, who was a top 10 team, they were ranked too high to me, but that's another story. Um, but the reason why they, they came up, because they were able to get a lot of kids that Ohio State couldn't, couldn't get on their team anymore. You know, Kentucky has been decent now in the SEC. And, you know, where they, at first they were just a flat doormat, I'm pretty sure you right. got to see them. They were yeah, that's kind of what it is. <laughs> exactly. They were the doormat, right? But then they started getting more kids from Ohio. They're like, oh, let me get this four-star that nobody's really paying attention to. Let me get this three-star that everybody's kind of overlooking. Now they're like, oh, this they got kids going to the pros, you know, and be, when getting sis, they going to bowl games, you know, where you know, I know a couple of people that are pure Kentucky fans. They're like, man, we don't we don't win six games. You know what I'm saying? We we wait for basketball. I used to this. We're we waiting for basketball. So <laughs> They're going to bowl games and stuff because they're plucking Ohio kids. Like, oh, let's get three or four Ohio kids to come down here, you know, and, you know, just changing the culture of the team. But uh, it's crazy, man. But uh, all right. So we're going to ask. All right. You got to make a prediction. Got to make a prediction. Okay. okay. Got to go for it. Ooh, ooh, right. ooh, ooh. Um. Okay, so I think I see the game playing out. Um, by halftime, I think Georgia will have 24 points. Ooh. I think since we have, I say 14. I say okay. 14 because I think I think the way the game will go, um, Georgia might come out slow. People worry, overreact after the first drive. I think Cincy probably scores first, and so everything sells in. 24-14 out of time. I think by the end of the game, I'm going with third. I'm going to go 41-28. Okay. 41-28. All right. I think, All right. Um, I just think – I think for UGA, there will be – they will be able to have that balance on the ground and be able to put up points. Um, I do one of the keys too. I think their defensive line will have one of their best performances and able to get to the Cincy quarterback and create havoc. Um, Cause I think that's most important where it starts because if they're not able to create havoc, I think that creates a lot of problems for the defense. Yeah. Um, so I say 41, 28 in favor of the Bulldogs. Um, yeah, and, okay. and I mean, I think, I think since it can score, I mean, I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I think it can score. I mean, yeah. I could be wrong, but I think they will score. Cool, cool. I'm going with the upset. 
Got to. What? Upset, man. Oh, man. I'm going to upset, oh, man. man. I'm going. To my word. I'm going to have to eat my words if this happens. Oh, my Thir- Going 35-28, man. Oh, a touchdown. Okay. I'm going a whole touchdown. Okay. Going, they going, I'm, I'm calling it, man. I just don't. It's, I'm telling you, man. How you, how you feeling about like, it? I what's up? Okay, look. Feeling. All right. The line, okay, it's going to be an adjustment because you guys do have a heck of a defensive line. With Davis coming back, that's a big – that worries me a little bit just, like, from watching them play. But the line has been together all year. The whole – the same line – well, they had two different lineups. COVID kind of knocked out a couple people. Boom. But essentially, they got eight people that could play the line right now, and you're going to be fine. It's, you know what I mean? Right now, you got a backup center that's legit, backup guard that's legit, and you got a backup tackle that's been out there. So it's like, that's solid. So it's like, all right. So, all right. Somebody does get dinged up, which you don't want to happen. You got somebody that, you know, can come in there and be a good player, solid player, and has been out there and got some snaps. And then um, the running game, like the running game for UC, where it's not a Georgia running game, they like the run first, but with Ritter being able to move, I don't know if y'all really played a dual threat quarterback like him. Cause he's not, he's fast, but he's not where you see like a Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson, where he's like, I got you. I got where he's burner. Like he's a, he's fast as heck, but he's like a long stride. So I think it's going to take you guys a little bit of time to, to get used to him because he doesn't look like he's moving fast, but he's moving. And he's like, like Colin Kaepernick where he's like, He's he's probably runs a four or five, but he doesn't look like he runs a four or five. He just like he gets open the field. He just stride. He's like almost like a long distance runner, almost. And then he got a strong enough arm. I think like our the receivers this year, we got the quick guys, and we got a few guys that can go up and get it. So with that case, if without Stokes, Stokes, Stokes kind of changed how I looked at the game. Him not being out, I mean him not playing because I'm like Alec Alec Pierce. Six two, thinking he has like a forty inch vertical, and he's just like a super game changer. With and he's like runs like a four three. So it's like, all right, you got this guy that you're like, oh okay, he can he can go up and get it if in trouble. You got two tight ends that are pro caliber guys um, that can make plays, and then you got the, the quick guys that are like in between speed. So it's like if you got the one guy, you can go throw it up and kind of get the fifty fifty ball. Got your two big body tight ends that can move a little bit. And a couple, we got like four or five receivers that get in. You got Mike Young, who's like the in-between guy, the root runner, and fast. So it's like you got a chance because the defense, if they can control the running game and not let you guys just get chunk plays and chunk plays, because you're going to get a couple big plays. It's just going to happen. But they can control the chunk plays on the ground. The, the, the upset is on deck. Now, if they start – now, if Georgia comes out start running down their throat consistently, then hands are up, and I, I'll, I'll, lose my, I'll lose my upset. But if they can <laughs> control this guy, I would say even if they keep him in the low hundreds, if they can keep him under 100, him by himself. First of all, they keep Georgia under 100 yards. Not, not together, that. not together. I'm saying, like, your main oh. running back. They keep the main running back under 100, then I'm really – it's really my, – my upset alert is on point. But I say if they keep him in the low hundreds – like under 125. If he's over 125, then he's eating too good. He's eating too good because they're not going to run the ball 40 times with him if he's got 120 yards. You're not going to go three yards to carry. 
So, but if he's if he's going crazy, so I say if they keep him under 125, and that's not like 10 yard, 10 carries 125 either. Like it gotta be like 20 carries 125. Like if he's doing 10, 125, then you guys are just doing whatever you want. Play action's going crazy. It's haywire, bedlam out there. But uh I'm saying 125 is the key point for your main running back. But I mean, okay. so if that happens, they can control that and keep the big chunks out on the run game, then they can stay base in their pass game because they got a lot of good cover guys. And I think I just like to see what happens, especially with JT and our our uh our defensive line, I think they get home a few times more than people expect and uh see what happens. Cause I feel like that Pickens and Sauce matchup is gonna be very interesting. I feel like he can control Pickens. You know, I don't think he'll be like the normal what he just kills people because you got, you know, he's a top tier dude. So I feel like this is this is something Sauce lives for. So I think like this is gonna be a heck of a game. Those two are gonna battle. I think he'll at least control them. And then you got the other sides where you got a lot of other guys. And if it gets crazy, they always can send a little help. So you got af- you got athletes everywhere. James Wiggins is a freak. So and, and Forrest is just steady Eddie. So um, yeah, I, I can see it, man. I can see it. I'm telling you, I'm calling it upset. Seven points. Seven points. Okay. okay. And if I'm wrong, it's on wax. So like you'll be able to go back to him and say, hey, man, this dude was just talking outside of his neck, right? But I, I'm standing on it. I'm standing on it. So you know, yeah, man. I can't, I can't. I can't hate. I can't hate on the pick. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like if this was last year. I wouldn't be saying like that's like I'm real. Like last year, okay, we played you guys last year, even though they were 11 win team. No, mm-hmm. the Bearcats weren't gonna have a chance against Georgia last year. Um. So that's we gonna throw that out the window. Like I will say that on on whatever I need to say that on. Like I knew you guys would beat them by 21 easily easy last year they had a good team but it wasn't this team's more explosive they got they just they're in a real good place right now they're just in a real good place so i think i think it might be the perfect storm to knock you guys off i think so it's possible it's very possible i'm not it's, it's very possible so if it, look if it happens i'm telling you i i will i will be shocked like it's gonna i'm telling you yeah, got- it's gonna it's gonna i don't know it'll feel a little bit weird be like man Happy New Year's to me, like yeah, (laughs) it might be, man. I'm telling you, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. So yeah, like good luck that that um game recap and yeah. Oh my goodness, that's gonna be. Oh man, that's. So we'll see what happens, man. We got it. We both got our predictions on 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 legit on uh in the universe. So it'll be out by tomorrow. So we're gonna have this out tomorrow, everybody. And then just Anthony. Before I let you go, man, where can everybody find your work? Where can they find your social media? Like, how can they find your work? And just, you know, let everybody know, man, where to to holler at you at. Yeah, yeah. So, um, of course, my name is Anthony Patterson. You can find me on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, A-N-F-P-A-T underscore on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, Follow me. You can follow the Atlanta Voice as well on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, We are a African-American own pub- publication so i think if you're definitely african-american or love you know love the people you know yeah. you should definitely follow us we have we have great content especially with sports and news um it'll be up on the website um so those are the ways you can follow me on tune in keep an update of just everything we talk about with college sports georgia and just anything in general like we're your so- we are your source 
That's that's it, guys. So I appreciate you, Anthony. This is this is coming out tomorrow, y'all. So just make sure y'all check it out, share everything, and let us know what you think. Because Anthony's gave us some real good information about the Georgia Bulldogs. But hopefully, my prediction is right, y'all. So it's out in the wax. It's on. It's on the internet. It's gonna be on the internet. So, but I'm signing out. JT Smith. Let me squeeze. Let me squeeze.